before you were even formed in your mother's womb, God already had determined a purpose for your life, a God-given purpose. God has a purpose to train you in what you're called to do, and I tell you, Karis Bible College is the place for that. Man, if you want a life change, come to Karis. Come on to Karis! The next two to three years could be the most powerful time of your life. If you sit under the Word for four hours a day, for five days a week, for two or three years, I guarantee you, you are going to have God speak to you and start revealing purpose to you. Every one of you are created for a purpose. Do you know what that purpose is? Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. God was calling us here and we were like, we're coming. We're going to be obedient to God's call. For us, this was our place called there. The provision for the healing was in this place. And I know our provision for our ministry or what God wants us to do, our purpose is here too. And now here's Andrew. Welcome to our Tuesday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today I'm continuing to talk about a better way to pray, and we're nearing the end of this series, not because I've covered everything there is to say about prayer, but I've covered everything that's on my teaching about prayer. And Friday will be our last day to offer the book, the study guide, CDs, and DVDs over our television broadcast. It is entitled A Better Way to Pray, and I have this study guide. I also have this in Spanish, and I would encourage you to please get these materials. You know, what I've been sharing is not the typical stuff that people say about prayer. It's just different. And just because it's different doesn't mean it's wrong, but it does mean that it's, it's something that you are going to have to study. You're going to have to really get hold of this in order to get the full benefit of it. And that's the reason that I really encourage you to get these products. You know, it's not about us getting the money. You can go on our website and you can get all of this stuff. You can watch these exact programs free of charge. I'm just wanting you to get the teaching. Whether you go on the website and get it free, whether you write in and get these materials, whatever, you just need to get this. It would change your life. So on our program yesterday, I was sharing about Daniel. I had taught previously that the scripture says, if you ask, you receive. If you seek, you find. If you knock, it's opened unto you. And then he says, everyone that asks receives. Most people do not believe that. They say, well, I prayed and I didn't receive. What you mean is you prayed and you didn't see God's answer to prayer, but according to Scripture, God moved. God answered your prayer. And herein lies a problem, and that is most people don't understand that there is a difference between the spiritual world where God lives and moves and the physical world that we live in and it isn't, there isn't an instant or immediate connection there. It takes time sometimes when God gives a command for something to happen for it to manifest into the physical world. And on our program yesterday, I used this example out of the ninth chapter of the book of Daniel where Daniel prayed a prayer, and while he was still praying, approximately three minutes into his prayer, the angel Gabriel showed up, and Gabriel gave him his answer to prayer. But Gabriel told him, he says, at the beginning of thy supplication. This is Daniel chapter 9, verse 23, that the commandment from God came. So God gave a command at the beginning of the prayer, and approximately three minutes later, 
Gabriel shows up. So God moved three minutes before there was a manifestation. And you know what? Three minutes is not a long time. Most people can hold it together for three minutes. But what happens if it's three weeks? See, in the 10th chapter, here is Daniel praying again, and this time it's three weeks. And this time he added to it fasting. He was seeking God with everything he had, and instead of getting better results, he got worse results. It took three full weeks, not three full minutes, but three full weeks. And as I ended yesterday's program, I was making this statement, why did God answer Daniel's prayer in the ninth chapter of Daniel in three minutes, and the ans he answered his prayer in the 10th chapter in three weeks? Why is that? This is really important because I bet you every person watching this has prayed and seen something come to pass just pretty quick, and then other times you pray and it seems like it's never going to come to pass. And you wonder why. If you don't come up with a good answer to that question, then it's going to cause you to doubt. It'll cause you to not understand and not trust God, and it'll cause confusion. Satan uses our ignorance about these things as opportunities for us to become offended and feel like somehow or another God failed, and that's never the case. So why did God answer the prayer in the ninth chapter in three minutes and the prayer in the tenth chapter in three weeks? Did you know that that is not a good question? And some of you are thinking, well, why not? Because God wasn't the variable. Look at this. I just mentioned this on yesterday's program, but let me explain it. In Daniel chapter 10, verse 10, it says, Behold, a hand touched me, which set me upon my knees and upon the palms of my hands. And he said unto me, O Daniel, a man greatly beloved, understand the words that I speak unto thee, and stand upright, for unto thee am I now sent. And when he had spoken this word unto me, I stood trembling. Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that you did set your heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God. Thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. So here is this angelic being saying, from the first day that you begin to pray, God gave this answer. Now, it doesn't say that it was at the very beginning of his supplication, but since the Lord is the same yesterday, today, and forever, he doesn't change. I just believe that at the very beginning of his prayer in the 10th chapter, God gave the command exactly the way that he did in the very beginning of his prayer in the 9th chapter. God was not the variable. God answered both prayers instantly. But the prayer in Daniel chapter 3 took three minutes. The prayer in chapter 10 took three weeks before Daniel, from his side, from his perspective, could perceive that God had done anything. But see, God wasn't the variable. It's a wrong question to say, God, why did you answer one prayer in three minutes and the other one in three weeks? God didn't answer one in three minutes and the other one in three weeks. God answered both prayers instantly, but it took three minutes for one prayer to become visible, manifest. It took three weeks for the other prayer to produce a visible, manifest um, answer to the prayer. Boy, this is huge. This really ministers to me. And so I see variables between what the Word says and what I experience. And most people, they just let what they experience trump everything else. But Romans chapter 3, verse 4 says, Yea, let God be true and every man a liar. You need to reach a place to where God's Word is absolute truth. 
WE DON'T HAVE THE ABILITY TO UNDERSTAND EVERYTHING WITH OUR LITTLE PEANUT-SIZED BRAIN. AND THAT'S THE REASON GOD GAVE US THE WORD AND EXPLAINED THINGS. AND SOME THINGS YOU JUST HAVE TO TAKE IT BY FAITH AND TRUST WHAT GOD SAYS. GOD SAYS IF YOU ASK, YOU RECEIVE. YOU SAY, I ASKED AND I DIDN'T RECEIVE. NO, THAT'S NOT RIGHT. YOU ASKED, GOD GAVE, BUT MAYBE YOU DIDN'T CONTINUE AND RECEIVE. MAYBE YOU DIDN'T UNDERSTAND AND YOU NEVER SAW THE THING MANIFEST, BUT GOD GAVE IT. WHEN YOU SOUGHT, GOD GAVE THE ANSWER. WHEN YOU KNOCKED, GOD OPENED UP THE DOOR. GOD MOVED. GOD IS FAITHFUL. BUT THERE'S THINGS THAT HAVE TO HAPPEN BEFORE WE SEE THESE PHYSICAL MANIFESTATIONS. AND I TELL YOU, THIS HAS JUST MADE A HUGE DIFFERENCE IN MY LIFE. A HUGE DIFFERENCE. SO WHAT WAS THE DIFFERENCE IN THIS CASE? HE SAYS THAT GOD, FROM THE MOMENT HE BEGAN TO START SEEKING HIM, GOD SENT THE ANSWER. IN VERSE 13 IT SAYS, BUT THE PRINCE OF THE KINGDOM OF PERSIA WITHSTOOD ME ONE IN TWENTY DAYS, BUT LO, MICHAEL, ONE OF THE CHIEF PRINCES, CAME TO HELP ME, AND I REMAINED THERE WITH THE KINGS OF PERSIA. NOW THIS IS TALKING ABOUT THE KING OF PERSIA, BUT IF YOU STUDY THIS OUT, IT'S SIMILAR TO ISAIAH CHAPTER 14 AND EZEKIEL 28 WHERE IT'S LITERALLY TALKING ABOUT THE DEMONIC POWER BEHIND THIS PRINCE OF PERSIA. SO THE PRINCE OF PERSIA IS NOT REFERRING TO A PHYSICAL MAN. IT'S REFERRING TO A DEMONIC PRINCIPALITY AND POWER THAT WAS ASSIGNED OVER PERSIA. AND THIS IS WHERE DANIEL WAS. THIS IS WHERE HE WAS PRAYING. AND uh, SATAN, IT WAS A DEMONIC POWER. SATAN CAME AND HINDERED THE ANSWER TO THIS PRAYER. SO THE VARIABLE WASN'T GOD. IT WASN'T GOD was, WAS WILLING TO ANSWER IN THE ninth CHAPTER AND UNWILLING TO ANSWER FOR THREE WEEKS IN THE TENTH CHAPTER. GOD WAS THE SAME. GOD LOVED DANIEL. GOD GAVE AN ANSWER BOTH TIMES. BUT THE VARIABLE WAS THE FACT THAT SATAN FOUGHT AGAINST ONE OF THESE TIMES AND HE DIDN'T FIGHT AGAINST THE OTHER. AND NOW THIS BRINGS UP SOME OTHER THINGS THAT I THINK PEOPLE HOLD AS BEING ABSOLUTELY TRUE AND IT CAUSES CONFUSION AND BREEDS DOUBT. ONE OF THOSE THINGS IS MOST PEOPLE BELIEVE THAT SATAN IS INFALLIBLE. MOST PEOPLE WOULDN'T SAY IT THIS WAY, BUT MOST PEOPLE ACTUALLY BELIEVE IN THE FAITHFULNESS OF SATAN MORE THAN THEY BELIEVE IN THE FAITHFULNESS OF GOD. THEY BELIEVE THEY CAN PRAY AND DO EVERYTHING RIGHT AND GOD MIGHT OR MIGHT NOT ANSWER THEIR PRAYER. BUT LET THEM DO ONE THING WRONG AND THEY HAVE ABSOLUTE TRUST AND FAITH THAT SATAN WILL GET THEM EVERY TIME. THEY BELIEVE THAT SATAN NEVER MISSES AN OPPORTUNITY. THEY BELIEVE IN THE FAITHFULNESS OF SATAN. IT MAY BE EVIL WHAT HE DOES, BUT BOY, HE'S GOOD AT IT AND THEY JUST TRUST THAT SATAN IS ON TOP OF EVERYTHING. YOU KNOW WHAT? I BELIEVE THAT THIS REVEALS THAT SATAN JUST MISSED SOMETHING IN THE ninth CHAPTER. I DON'T KNOW WHAT WAS GOING ON. IT'S POSSIBLE THAT THE DEVIL JUST NEVER SAW DANIEL AS A THREAT. HE MIGHT NOT HAVE REALLY UNDERSTOOD THAT DANIEL WAS THIS POWERFUL MAN OF GOD AND SO HE JUST WAS OUT DOING SOMETHING ELSE. BUT AFTER DANIEL HAD THIS MIRACULOUS ENCOUNTER IN THE ninth CHAPTER AND GOD SHOWED HIM THESE THINGS THAT WERE A TREMENDOUS, MAJOR PROPHECY ABOUT THE COMING OF THE MESSIAH, SATAN WASN'T GOING TO LET ANOTHER PRAYER GET THROUGH. SATAN ASSIGNED A DEMONIC POWER, A PRINCE OF PERSIA. OVER IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 6, IT SAYS THAT WE WRESTLE NOT AGAINST FLESH AND BLOOD, BUT AGAINST THE PRINCIPALITIES, POWERS, RULERS OF THE DARKNESS OF THIS WORLD, AGAINST SPIRITUAL WICKEDNESS IN HIGH PLACES. THAT VERSE IS REVEALING THAT THERE'S LIKE A HIERARCHY. THERE'S SOME DEMONS THAT HAVE MORE AUTHORITY. THEY COVER MORE TERRITORY. THEY OVERSEE OTHER DEMONS. THERE'S PRINCIPALITIES AND POWERS AND ALL OF THESE THINGS. THIS PRINCE OF PERSIA WAS THE DOMINANT, BIG 
demon over all of Persia. And, and uh, Daniel was in Persia, and he just assigned this demonic power to Daniel to make sure that he didn't get another prayer through. And that was the variable. So it's wrong to think that Satan just never misses things. You know, here's another thought. You know, I've thought of these things. I don't know if other people think this way or not, but it, it helps me. I get answers when I ask these kind of questions. You know, I've, I've often thought uh, there is nothing in Scripture that shows that demons procreate. There's not any indication that demons have baby demons, amen, and raise up baby demons. So the point I'm making is, as far as I can tell in Scripture, the number of demons is a static number. And so either when Adam and Eve were the only people on the earth, there was a huge number of demons per person. There might have been billions of demons per person when there was only two people on the earth. Or now that we have over seven billion people on the planet, there is a shortage of demons now. Now, that's an important thought because, again, most people, you will hear people say all the time, well, the devil said this, the devil's going to get me there. And they believe, every person seems to believe that Satan bothers them personally, that every one of them has had an encounter with the devil. Now, I would say this, that every one of us has encountered demons, and demons are definitely active and stuff like this, but I don't believe that every person has encountered Satan personally. I don't believe that every person is just constantly plagued by demons because, again, I think that there's a shortage of demons. I'm not sure that Satan can just have a personal demonic power assigned to every single person. Now, again, I'm speculating on some of these things, but you can't prove I'm wrong. I think it's wrong to just automatically assume that every person has a personal Satan that's assigned to them or a personal demon. I think that Satan is shorthanded. And it's very possible that, you know what, he was out fighting battles someplace else in the ninth chapter, and he just let uh, Daniel's prayer squeak by unhindered because he just didn't realize how important it was and what was happening. But after seeing the results, boy, he marshaled some forces and he assigned demons to Daniel. And so the difference in the time element of these answered prayers wasn't God, but the fact that Satan just chose to fight one time and he didn't fight another time. There was no resistance the first time. The second time, there was resistance from the devil. And so I believe that sometimes our prayers get by because Satan is short-handed. I believe he could be out licking his wounds. He, you know, Satan is not this positive person. He is a morose, uh, depressed being, and nothing in his kingdom works perfectly. Again, you'll hear Christians all the time talking about Satan is doing this, and they just act like Satan has got everything all together. He doesn't have things together. I remember one time... Um, I had it prophesied, or not prophesied, but people came to me, and Anton LaVey, the head of the Satanist church, was supposed to be moving into Manitou Springs right next door to my building, and they were just petrified and warning me and says, you need to get out now while you can and stuff. And I said, man, I hope he moves in next door. This guy needs the Lord. <laughs> well, I'm intimidated by that. And anyway, it turned out that this was just a rumor. But anyway, people started saying all these things about how Satan is organizing these things and stuff. And I was talking to a guy who was a Satanist high priest at one time, and he was in Los Angeles, and I forgot 
how many covens of witches there were in Los Angeles, but there was hundreds. I forget the exact number. But anyway, I was talking to him about this, and he said, Christians are always saying how Satan is so organized now, he's doing this. He said, I was the head of the whole thing in Los Angeles, and he says, you couldn't get more than two covens of those witches to cooperate on anything. He says, division is a, is a trait of the devil. SATAN IS TOTALLY DISORGANIZED. SATAN IS, uh, THERE'S JUST STRIFE AMONG HIS RANKS. HE NEVER DOES ANYTHING PERFECTLY. AND SO THE REASON I'M BRINGING ALL THIS UP IS TO SAY THAT, SEE, AGAIN, PEOPLE JUST, THEY ASSUME, WELL, WHY DIDN'T, YOU KNOW, SATAN FIGHT THIS PRAYER OVER HERE? He's, HE COULD HAVE JUST MISSED IT. HE BLOWS IT ALL OF THE TIME. ANYBODY WHO FIGHTS AGAINST GOD IS NOT REAL SMART. AND HE JUST MAKES MISTAKES. HE'S SHORT-HANDED. I DON'T BELIEVE HE HAS ENOUGH DEMONS TO GO AROUND. I PERSONALLY BELIEVE THAT SATAN HAS FOCUSED MOST OF HIS ATTENTION ON RELIGION. AND RELIGION HAS SO MISREPRESENTED GOD AND HAS SO TAUGHT THINGS WRONG, JUST LIKE IN THIS AREA OF PRAYER THAT I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT. THERE ARE SO MANY MISCONCEPTIONS, SO MANY MISUNDERSTANDINGS THAT SATAN PUTS HIS EFFORTS INTO TEACHING US WRONG, AND THEN WE GO OUT AND WE ARE MAKING A ROYAL MESS OF OUR LIVES WITHOUT ANY DIRECT DEMON INFLUENCE. IT'S JUST WRONG TEACHING, WRONG THINKING. HE TEACHES US WRONG, AND THEN WE'RE THE ONES THAT GO OUT AND DESTROY OUR LIVES. NOW, AGAIN, I'M NOT SAYING THAT THERE'S NO DEMONIC INVOLVEMENT, BUT I'M JUST POINTING OUT THAT, SEE, PEOPLE WONDER ABOUT WHY THE VARIABLE, AND IMMEDIATELY THEY JUST THINK GOD IS THE VARIABLE, THAT GOD, IF HE WANTED TO, COULD HAVE ANSWERED BOTH PRAYERS IN THREE MINUTES, AND THEY DON'T EVEN TAKE INTO ACCOUNT THAT WE HAVE A DEMONIC OPPOSITION, THAT SATAN IS FIGHTING AGAINST US, AND SOMETIMES SATAN'S FIGHTS AND PRAYERS ARE HINDERED. OTHER TIMES HE DOESN'T, AND YOU GET AN ANSWER TO PRAYER, AND IT SEEMS RELATIVELY EASY. AND IF YOU AREN'T CAREFUL, YOU WOULD JUST THINK, GOD, WHY DID YOU ANSWER THIS PRAYER QUICKLY AND THIS ONE TOOK SO LONG? IT'S NOT GOD. THERE'S MULTIPLE THINGS INVOLVED. ONE OF THEM IS SATAN. SATAN FIGHTS SOMETIMES. OTHER TIMES HE DOESN'T FIGHT. AND RIGHT HERE IS AN INSTANCE WHERE THE ANGEL TOLD DANIEL, HE SAYS, THERE WAS A PRINCE OF PERSIA WITH IT, WITHSTOOD ME ONE AND TWENTY DAYS, 21 DAYS. NOW, WHAT WOULD HAVE HAPPENED IF DANIEL WOULD HAVE QUIT ON THE 20TH DAY? AND HE SAID, YOU KNOW WHAT? LAST TIME I PRAYED, AND in, WHILE I WAS STILL PRAYING, AROUND THREE MINUTES, MY PRAYER MANIFESTED. THIS TIME I'VE BEEN PRAYING FOR NEARLY THREE WEEKS. I QUIT. WELL, BASED ON THE SCRIPTURE THAT I USED LAST WEEK, MARK CHAPTER 11, VERSE 23, IT SAYS YOU HAVE TO SPEAK AND NOT DOUBT IN YOUR HEART, BUT BELIEVE THAT THOSE THINGS WHICH YOU SAY. IF DANIEL WOULD HAVE STARTED DOUBTING IN HIS HEART, IF HE WOULD HAVE QUIT BELIEVING, EVEN THOUGH THERE WAS THIS HUGE BATTLE RAGING IN THE SPIRITUAL REALM, AND, YOU KNOW, uh, THIS MESSENGER WAS NEARLY THERE. HE HAD NEARLY BROKEN THROUGH THE DEMONIC OPPOSITION. IF DANIEL WOULD HAVE QUIT BELIEVING JUST ONE DAY BEFORE THIS, I BELIEVE THAT NOTHING WOULD HAVE EVER HAPPENED. YOU WOULDN'T, IT WOULD HAVE LOOKED LIKE THAT GOD NEVER ANSWERED THIS PRAYER, AND FROM OUR PERSPECTIVE, IT WOULD HAVE BEEN LIKE, WELL, GOD DIDN'T RESPOND. GOD DIDN'T EVEN ANSWER THIS PRAYER. WHEN THE WHOLE TIME GOD DID ANSWER IT, AND THE ANSWER WAS IN THE PIPELINE, BUT THERE WAS DEMONIC OPPOSITION. LIKEWISE, I'M SAYING THIS BY THE SPIRIT OF THE LORD. THERE ARE SOME OF YOU THAT HAVE PRAYED FOR SOMETHING, AND FROM YOUR PERSPECTIVE, JUST GOING BY WHAT YOU SEE, TASTE, HEAR, SMELL, AND FEEL, YOU CANNOT SEE AN ANSWER TO THE PRAYER THAT YOU'VE PRAYED. AND IT LEADS YOU TO BELIEVE, WELL, GOD HAS DONE NOTHING. 
BUT I'M TELLING YOU ON THE AUTHORITY OF THE WORD OF GOD, BY THE SPIRIT OF GOD, THAT GOD HAS ALREADY ANSWERED YOUR PRAYER. GOD HAS ALREADY COMMANDED. AND THERE CAN BE MULTIPLE THINGS THAT HINDER IT AND DELAY THE THINGS, BUT I'M TELLING YOU, GOD ANSWERED YOUR PRAYER. AND IF YOU WOULD GO TO BELIEVING THAT, AND IF YOU WOULD SAY, FATHER, I CAN'T SEE IT. IT DOESN'T LOOK LIKE IT FROM WHERE I STAND, BUT BASED ON YOUR WORD, BASED ON WHAT I SEE IN DANIEL CHAPTER 9 AND CHAPTER 10, YOU GAVE THE COMMAND. YOU HAVE ALREADY RELEASED YOUR POWER. MY ANSWER IS ON THE WAY. AND THEN YOU START EITHER DEALING WITH YOURSELF IF YOU'RE STRUGGLING WITH UNBELIEF, OR IF YOU'RE STANDING IN FAITH, TAKE YOUR AUTHORITY AND REBUKE THE DEVIL, OR THERE MIGHT BE PEOPLE THAT ARE INVOLVED IN IT. AS I'VE USED EXAMPLES THAT GOD SUPPLIES OUR PHYSICAL, FINANCIAL NEEDS THROUGH PEOPLE. AND THERE COULD BE MULTIPLE THINGS HAPPENING, BUT DON'T DOUBT THAT GOD HAS DONE IT. YOU START PRAISING HIM THAT IT'S A DONE DEAL, AND THEN YOU JUST STAND THERE. YOU KNOW, SOMETIMES THE SCRIPTURE uh, REVEALS THAT YOU JUST HAVE TO STAND. IT SAYS OVER IN EPHESIANS CHAPTER 6 THAT YOU TAKE UNTO YOU THE WHOLE ARMOR OF GOD, HAVING DONE ALL THINGS, YOU MIGHT STAND. AND THERE ARE TIMES THAT YOU JUST HAVE TO TAKE THE HELMET OF SALVATION, THE BREASTPLATE OF RIGHTEOUSNESS, THE SWORD OF THE SPIRIT, THE WORD OF GOD, AND YOU JUST STAND AND YOU FIGHT AND YOU HAVE TO JUST STAND THERE UNTIL YOU SEE A MANIFESTATION. NOW, I BELIEVE THAT THERE'S THINGS THAT WE CAN DO TO SPEED UP THIS MANIFESTATION, BUT I HADN'T GOT TIME TO TELL YOU ABOUT IT TODAY. I'M GOING TO HAVE TO DO THAT ON MY PROGRAMS THE REST OF THIS WEEK. BUT TODAY I'M JUST ESTABLISHING THIS PRINCIPLE THAT GOD SPOKE IN BOTH CASES IDENTICALLY. IT WASN'T GOD WHO WAS THE VARIABLE. BUT ONE PRAYER IN THE NINTH CHAPTER GOT RIGHT UP TO GOD, GOT AN ANSWER IMMEDIATELY BECAUSE THERE WAS ZERO OPPOSITION. THE OTHER PRAYER TOOK THREE WEEKS, NOT BECAUSE GOD CHANGED, BUT BECAUSE SATAN JUST CHOSE FOR WHATEVER REASON TO FIGHT AGAINST THE PRAYER IN THE TENTH CHAPTER, AND HE HINDERED IT FOR THREE WEEKS. AND THE THING THAT DANIEL HAD TO DO WAS NOT WAVER. IT SAYS IN JAMES CHAPTER 1 THAT IF ANY MAN LACKS WISDOM, LET HIM ASK OF GOD THAT GIVETH TO ALL MAN LIBERALLY, AND IT SHALL BE GIVEN HIM. BUT LET HIM ASK IN FAITH, NOTHING WAVERING. HE THAT WAVERS IS LIKE A WAVE OF THE SEA, DRIVEN WITH THE WIND AND TOSS. LET NOT THAT MAN THINK THAT HE SHALL RECEIVE ANYTHING OF THE LORD. A DOUBLE-MINDED MAN IS UNSTABLE IN ALL OF HIS WAYS. IF DANIEL WOULD HAVE WAVERED, IF HE WOULD HAVE QUIT ON THE 20TH DAY, THEN EVEN THOUGH ALL OF THIS EFFORT WAS PUT FORTH IN THE SPIRITUAL REALM, IN THE PHYSICAL REALM, THERE WOULD HAVE BEEN ZERO EVIDENCE OF IT. FROM OUR HUMAN PERSPECTIVE, IT WOULD HAVE BEEN LIKE GOD NEVER ANSWERED THE PRAYER, BUT HE DID. AND LIKEWISE, GOD HAS BEEN MOVING TO ANSWER THE PRAYERS THAT YOU'VE PRAYED THAT ARE BASED ON THE PROMISES OF GOD'S WORD. GOD HAS COMMANDED HIS BLESSING UPON YOU IN YOUR RELATIONSHIPS, IN YOUR FINANCES, IN YOUR BUSINESS, IN YOUR BODY, IN YOUR CAREERS, IN ALL OF THESE THINGS, THINGS THAT YOU'VE PETITIONED GOD FOR THAT WERE BASED ON HIS WORD, GOD HAS COMMANDED THE BLESSING. BUT THERE'S MULTIPLE THINGS GOING ON HERE. ONE OF THEM COULD JUST BE A DEMONIC OPPOSITION. BUT WHAT, HOW WOULD IT ENCOURAGE YOU IF YOU KNEW, IF SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER WE COULD SEE INTO THE SPIRITUAL WORLD, AND YOU KNOW LIKE WHEN YOU DOWNLOAD SOMETHING OFF OF THE INTERNET, WHEN YOU FIRST CLICK THAT BUTTON, YOU DON'T INSTANTLY SEE THE THING THAT YOU'RE LOOKING FOR, BUT IT HAS THIS LITTLE THING UP THERE ABOUT PROCESSING OR DOWNLOADING, AND IT HAS THIS LITTLE GRAPHT, AND IT SHOWS YOU THAT IT IS YOU KNOW, 20%, uh, 30% COMPLETE. WHAT WOULD IT BE LIKE IF SOMEHOW OR ANOTHER WHEN YOU PRAY,
God just showed you something that showed, you know what, it's 10%, 15%, 20%, and it would allow you to say, well, it's, it's in the works. It's being taken care of. You aren't going to see that with your physical eye, but you can see it in the Word of God. By faith, you can perceive that. And if you could understand that it's in the process of downloading, it is being transferred to your account. If you could believe that, it could keep you from wavering. If you don't understand what we're talking about, you're going to immediately open your eyes, and if you don't see the manifestation, you're going to start wavering, and you will not receive any physical manifestation. Welcome to the AWM Minute, a small glimpse on how your partnership with Andrew Womack Ministries and Karis Bible College is making a difference in the lives of people around the world. Karis Bible College graduate Ricky Burge has taken Andrew's teachings of discipleship evangelism and is changing the nations of Uganda, Rwanda, and South Sudan. We taught them that if you pour into your disciples in the church, your disciples will make other disciples, which will make the church grow. And some of those disciples will become shepherds. They'll be pastors in new locations. And so the churches are growing. I mean, when we were in Karamoja 2014, they started with 80 churches. Up to today, it's over 150. That is a direct result of what discipleship does. To see Ricky's full destiny story, visit awmi.net today. You know, this teaching on a better way to pray is powerful, and it leads right into the believer's authority. So we have put these together in a package, and you can get both of these books, which really you need this believer's authority as the next step, and you can get either the uh, CD or DVD on a better way to pray, and the same thing with the believer's authority and either CD or DVD. If you'll listen to our announcer, he'll give you all of the information, and please call or write today. Andrew's teaching titled, A Better Way to Pray, is available in the Better Way to Pray package, which includes two books, A Better Way to Pray and The Believer's Authority, as well as your choice of either the CD albums or DVD albums from both teachings. This package has a catalog value of $105, but you can get it today for only $75. If you prefer, the Better Way to Pray resources are available individually as either a book, study guide, CD album, or DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get these products. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. I want to let you know that we are doing what we call a live Bible study every Tuesday night at 6 o'clock Mountain Standard Time. 
We are broadcasting from our facilities here in Woodland Park, and we are just sharing the word. I teach for about 25 to 30 minutes, and it's actually live. You can text in your questions. You can call and ask for prayer. You can get product. But we will answer as many of your questions as we can, about 25, 30 minutes worth of teaching and maybe 25 minutes worth of answering questions. It's just a great interactive thing every Tuesday night, 6 o'clock p.m. Mountain Standard Time.